Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Inside the Studio on iHeartRadio. My name's Jordan Runtog, but that's enough about me. My guest today is a man of many talents. He's a gifted photographer, filmmaker, and author who's raised millions for global charitable causes through his White Feather Foundation. He's a man on the move, but musical talent, you could say, is in his blood. His platinum-selling solo debut, 1984's Velot, reached the upper echelons of the charts across the globe on the strength of melodic meisterworks like Too Late for Goodbyes, Say You're Wrong, and of course the title track. A string of well-loved albums were to follow, with Help Yourself being a personal favorite, and now he's gearing up to release his first new record in more than a decade. The album in question is called Jude, named for the Beatles classic he inspired as a young boy over half a century ago. It helps mark a season of reflection for the artist, whose relationship with his familial legacy hasn't always been easy. Earlier this year, he staged a fundraiser, auctioning NFTs based on memorabilia from his personal collection, heirlooms to him, and musical history for the rest of us. Days ago, he stunned fans by performing his father's song Imagine publicly for the very first time. It was part of the Global Citizens Stand Up for Ukraine social media rally campaign, which has already raised 10.1 billion euros for Ukrainian aid. Though reluctant to sing the song for years, the performance proved to be a catharsis for him and a delight for the rest of us. To say he's reconciled with his past is a little too simplistic, but the joy and lightness of being is apparent on Jude, which is due out later this year. He announced the album with a stirring double A-side single, Every Little Moment, backed with freedom. Both are badly needed messages of hope and solace, much in the spirit of Imagine 50 years ago. It's my pleasure and privilege to welcome Julian Lennon, I hope you enjoy our conversation a fraction as much as I did. Well, it is such such an honor to speak to you. I've been a, a fan of yours for, for so many years. And you, you have new music on the way, Jude, which I've been privileged to hear. And it is just incredible. Um, oh, you have the whole album? Yes. And it, it is absolutely remarkable. And it sounds like this album has its roots back in, in some tapes that date back to the Vlad era, I think. How did this whole Correct. Jude uh, project begin for you? The Jude journey? You know, listen, I never stopped doing music one way or another. I may leave it alone for a few months here and there, or even six months, you know, uh, or even a year sometimes. But it's always there, you know. And um, a couple of years ago, um, uh, I, I was changing uh, business management and, in, and found that they had boxes, literally boxes, in their basement 
of all my earlier stuff. I mean, <laughs> reel to reels of Too Late for Goodbyes Whoa. and for Lot, and um, all the other demos that we put back together in those days. I think we were using an old Fostex six track or something like that, four track, eight track. I don't even know anymore. Um, and then I also found a bunch of cassettes. You know, I mean, okay, let's say not a bunch, hundreds of uh, cassettes and DAT, <laughs> DAT tapes. And wow. uh, the Elisis 12 track tapes and uh, just a whole bunch of stuff. And I, and, and, and I thought, oh, and they would, they'd been left just in an open dust in the basement, uh, you know, out of boxes. Oh, and I'm no. going, this is why, this is why I'm changing business management, <laughs> right? Right friggin' there. So I, um, anyway, I, I was praying that they were, that, that they were going to be okay. Uh, sent them off to, you know, I found uh, the, what, whichever the top uh, digital uh, transfer company was. They baked the tapes and then they transfer all of them, uh, you know, into downloadable or CDs or whatever. And fortunately, 99% of all the stuff in there was, was still listenable and or usable as well. So... Um, you know, I've, I've found a lot of stuff in there that I, I'm still cataloging, you know, that potential thing, you know, good ideas, uh, co-write ideas, this, that, you know. But I came across a few of, of from 30 years ago that when I used to live here in L.A., when I used to have a little home studio in my garage and, uh, and even in my little guest bedroom at that time. And... Uh, there were some tracks there that I'd always loved, but they never sat right with what I was doing at that particular point in time. They were kind of, I won't say they were one-offs, they were just different grooves and different headspace, and they just didn't sit with anything I was doing over the last 30 years. Um, and so as it was time to, well, not time, but I was, I was, I was planning on uh, uh, releasing a few things, you know, singles and EPs maybe, that was about it wasn't really planning on an album. And uh, so I, I, with my old, uh, my old, oldest best friend in the world, Justin Clayton, who co-wrote with me on many of the albums and went on world tours with me, um, we, he'd, he'd, he'd taken an engineering course. So we started going through all this stuff. And it, it was a lot easier for him to catalog this stuff than for me. You know, I'd be there, but he'd be doing all the tech stuff. And we realized that some of those songs, like Every Little Moment and Not One Night in particular, were, you know, um, and Love Don't Let Me Down, uh, uh, you know, it was anywhere between 30, I mean, it's a mix between 30, 20, and 10 years of, of different uh, work. And in the process of, let's say, upgrading it, upgrading the, updating the production on the tracks, uh, you know, putting new drums with great drummers on, uh, you know, uh, but um, uh, new keyboards here and there. But predominantly, 90% of the track was in great nick. Um, like every little moment, the, the, the verse vocals are from 30-plus years ago. Wow. Uh, same with Not One Night. And except the new, vo new, uh, new vocals, which were done about five years ago, were on the choruses of Every Little Moment. Um, and so I started doing, a, you know, updating a bunch of old stuff. But in the process, I started playing around with new ideas. And what really took a left turn with this was that when COVID hit, uh, Justin had to go back to England where he lives. And so we were in the middle of doing stuff. And, you know, I think we'd finished about five tracks. Um, not mixed, but uh, had rough mixes. Justin goes back, and I and now I'm confronted with the idea that if I want to get anything done, I'm probably going to have to engineer it myself and do it myself. Um, you know, we do a bit of the the Zoom, um, you know, <laughs> and audio movers, which is so we can play music in real time and stuff uh, and hear each other work. But uh, I took on the, I started Freedom. In fact, was the first song but I started to engineer and produce myself just on my own in lockdown, think, wondering if I can even do it. <laughs> just out of necessity. And, yeah, and Freedom came out, and it had such 
uh, well, should I say freedom? I, I finished freedom, and I just love the vibe that came out of this learning process again of trying to create music without really knowing what I was doing and just engineering my way backwards, really, <laughs> into figuring out what to do. And um, I think out of doing uh, all of these older songs and new songs in roughly the same time period over the last three or four years, you know, there was some semblance of connection there, sonically, because it's me. Um, but it was really Spike uh, uh, Stent, the, the, the mixer, that, you know, once I had the framework of the album and the list and the title, passing it on to him one track at a time, literally, over the course of a year, which was to mix it, was, was, was you know, an, an effort and a struggle and... and, and uh, uh, and difficult. Um, but what I think he brought to the table, because he has such a specific style too, was for me, if I thought I got the best out of the rough mixes, you know, and I thought they were a nine or ten, <laughs> uh, in, my, in, my, in my humble opinion, I think um, uh, Spike took it up to, you know, I, I call what he did a Nigel. He turned it up to number 11. <laughs> uh, literally. It does go to 11, yes. So so there's there's a there's a, a soundscape that's now built because of the way he's taken what we did, Justin and I did, uh, in the in the in the production. And he's just made it this not wall of sound, but certainly there's a feel and a flow sonically throughout the whole thing. Even though there's quite a few different song types, really. Yeah. You know, I mean, I mean they, they really are. It's not like the same theme all the way through. But again, sonically, and because it's me doing it, it's uh, uh, th there is a connection all the way through. And because of the way, the order in which the songs were placed. Because for me, if you're going to do an album, album, uh, and, uh, you know, uh, the idea that we're going to do vinyl on this, then, then you have to have, you know, because the true listeners will play the tracks all the way through the way they're meant to be. And I, I you know, I'd like to follow Adele in, in what she mm. did, in that if you're going to listen to this album, you're listening to it in this particular order. And I think that's correct as an artist, you know, to be able to say, please listen to it the way it's meant to, meant to be. You know, it, it's sequenced for a reason. You know, we're not just splashing paint at the wall here. There's this specifics involved here you know in in your emotional journey that you're taking i completely agree i mean songs hit you in a different way depending on you know how you're feeling and the music of the prior track will completely influence that i on the um on the release for this record you you've, you've called it uh, a, a coming of age album and hearing you talk about sort of the learning of uh, of how to to engineer on a song like freedom again yeah was that sort of something like did that factor into was that sort of why it feels more of a of a coming of age uh, uh no, project for no, you it, no, not really uh, to be honest with you it was more about um, you know the whole lockdown thing was very very heavy. Uh, you know, I, I was I was in uh, the south of France in in Monaco, and it was you know you couldn't leave the house without written paperwork uh, saying for you know that uh, uh, what you're going out for you were only allowed out for one hour for the, whether that's walking you know getting some kind of exercise or going to the nearest grocery store. And uh, and you were only allowed out within one kilometer, wow. so it was it was heavy. You know, I, at the first I, I loved it because you know no cars, no noise, <laughs> birds, wind in the trees, peace and quiet. It was glorious at first. I really, you know, everybody was panicking a little. I'm going, no, it's quite nice. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and to be to be honest with you, I hadn't stayed home for more than a few months at a time anyway, because I'm always working, traveling, whether it's photography, documentaries, or whatever, children's books, and you know the list goes on. But uh, this this was very much a moment of reflection. You know, a lot of the songs, uh, you know, although I, I'm I'm uh, I'm I'm putting it out there uh, as an idea to. to people as listeners but you know it's looking in the mirror really i mean in all honesty it's therapy it's looking in the mirror 
It's asking me all those questions that you're hearing about. I mean, that's really what this is about. You know, I, I, I always write about things that I know or I'm dealing with, that I'm going through. Um, you know, uh, uh, and as I've said regarding even every little moment, this is about the internal struggles of war that we have with ourselves more than anything else. Yes, it reflects upon the world and, the, uh, and what we have to deal with on the outside, the wars that we deal with. But it's mostly about, you know, if you can fix this first, <laughs> you know, as they always say, you know, um, you know, if you can fix yourself first, if you can love yourself first, then you'll be able to love the rest of the world. So that is, is, is where the basis from all this comes from. It's just going through that journey on different, slightly different musical styles and but. You know, so, uh, yeah, that's, you know, that's uh, uh, what I can say really about it in that regard. That, and also, I, I guess the other thing uh, in regards to calling it Jude was that, yeah, it's coming of age in regards to Dad, the Beatles, that song. Um, you know, number one, especially with Imagine, as I, I presume we might talk about, is, you know, I was fearful. I, I I, I never said I would never sing it. I just said, you know, it'll be one day when the time is right and it's appropriate. Um, and so, you know, a week ago when I said, yes, okay, now's the time, I thought, oh, bugger, how am I going to do this? And, you know, because I'd literally for 30, 40 years been afraid for this moment, that moment to come. Really? Yeah, because, you know, listen, the media has been beating me up for the most part for, you know, 30 years. Um, and I've just been slowly but surely, no, I'm not giving up. Screw the lot of you. I'm, I'm, doing, I'm doing it this way. This is why also I, I, I delved into so many other creative uh, fields because also I wanted a platform of work that I, I knew I was capable of. And, you know, fortunately I've been very, I've had a very lucky run with the children's books, New York Times bestseller, with Kiss the Ground, the documentary that was borderline up for an Oscar, but, I mean, we were close. Um, um, you know, and, and just the White Feather Foundation, all of the work that we do on that front. Um, but uh, it was about addressing the song, you know, Hey Jude, uh, um, and um, listening to the words and sort of coming to terms with the words and, and finally, being finding my place, especially after doing Imagine, at some kind of place of peace in my life, i.e. not being anxious about being me anymore, not being anxious or afraid of being me anymore, coming to terms with being who I am. And be, being who I am on so many levels is Jude. So I figured, here and now, this is it. I'm chucking it all in, in a good way, not throwing it away, <laughs> chucking it in and, you know, keeping my fingers crossed. And Or, I mean, I, I, I've got to say the last week, 10 days has been mind-blowing for me because I've never had such positive across-the-board response, not only to my dad's uh, song Imagine, but but even for the two new songs that have just come out and the uh, and uh, and you know we'll continue to throw things out there for 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 you know the next few months and then of course uh, uh, kind of uh, autumn time ish will be uh, you know getting the album out there especially in vinyl so you know uh, it's all good you know I, I I feel I feel probably for the first time ever that I can walk around with not being afraid and with my head held high, you know, because I've always been, you know, people have always been kind of weird with me in the past, either staring at you across the room or, you know, if you go into a particular, like on, on the road in the older days, we stop at a diner and, you know, they just put Beatles songs on to see if I reacted, to see if it was me. That's terrible. Really? Really? That's what you've got? You know, that's all you've got? So, so I used to... I used to have to deal with that crap all the friggin' time. So it was so frustrating. It's like, really? Just, can't you just come up and say, hey, you, Julian? You know, and it's, uh, you know. So anyway, I'm over all of that now. Uh, I think I've 
laid my foundation on many levels of what I do, and I, I'm proud to to uh, uh, be doing everything that I'm doing now. So it's a different it's a different world, you know. I'm feeling I'm like maybe just a little bit of an adult now. I am so happy to hear you say that and hear you <laughs> at the, No, I mean. Well, not 100 please. Please oh, don't take me that seriously. No, but just to hear that 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 you feel that happiness, and it, you know, I was it. Um, I mean, I it it's interesting for me to hear to hear that you say you were nervous to to do that song because as a as a fan of both yours and your father's, I think all that we just wanted to to was it cathartic for you? I suppose is the question yeah, I want to ask. Massively, yeah. massively. I mean, I mean, this is why I can walk partly half the reason why I can walk around with my uh, head held high because, you know, again, when I said yes, I thought, how the frig am I going to do this? How am I going to do it where it makes sense to me, or where it's real to me, where it's honest and truthful from my perspective? Uh, Honour him, but do it, I have to find my own way. And the first thing I thought, the moment I said yes, I said, I can't do it on piano. Hmm. The piano gives it a certain style and rhythm that's, you know, a bit of a honky-tonk, plonky-tonk. And, um, I mean, don't get me wrong, it's still an incredible, beautiful song, the way it was the original, of course. But I needed to find a different way. Um, and I immediately just thought, okay, acoustic guitar, acoustic guitar, that changes the feel, could give it not a swing, but a little more looser than the original. And I, I thought, well, okay, who do I know that's a great guitarist that I can reach out to tomorrow or today? <laughs> Uh, and is free on Tuesday, um, and um, and has a studio. And, uh, and uh, of course, Nuno Betcourt and I had done Karma Police for another charitable thing when we were in lockdown. You know, so we did the whole video, uh, you know, continents apart. Uh, but it worked together, and we worked very well together. So I got in touch with him. Said Nuno, imagine Tuesday, acoustic guitar. So he said, yeah, great. He, he'd just flown in. He'd been in the Azores in Portugal, uh, which is where he's from. And um, and uh, so I turned up at his house, and he hadn't even played the song through yet. And so I went, you haven't, you haven't rehearsed it? And so, so he said, no, nah, you know, I figured we'd just do it, you know. I'm going, okay, let's do it now, because I've got to figure out if this works or not. And um, anyway, we, I literally sang it, literally sang it um, through maybe twice, just sitting on the terrace outside and went, okay, like that feel, let's just do it. And uh, so we go in this little studio. I mean, it's a tiny little, you know, studio. And uh, he laid down uh, just one rough uh, of the guitar and I came in, sang it about four times. Uh, just pick the best nuances and the the, the most honest approach, um, and I, you know the idea was to sing it as uh, as as raw as possible, as uh, as true to Dad's version as possible, but with my own nuances. My uh, I set I tend to sit back uh, when I sing rather than being on the beat, so I'm a little more uh, loose. I'm not sure if that's the right word, but. Uh, <laughs> And so, you know, and th once we'd done that, I just went, okay, that feels okay. It feels right. Uh, and it, there are imperfections without question, but, but leave that because it's real. And I don't want it, this cannot be a produced thing. You know, it just has to be raw. Me, Nuno, done. Thank you very much. And then I booked a studio the next day for the idea of a video because we needed one. And um, we go to the studio, and there's a great uh, DOP, uh, Thor, who, who Nuno brought in with his company, uh, Atlantis. And um, I just said I was looking for high contrast, you know, different dark light. And the manager of the studio said, uh, uh, we, um, we've, we've got some candles. And he comes out with, like, 50 candles, you know, fake candles. I said, can't we get some real ones? So we get the real, you know. I said, no, you'll burn the place down. I'm going, <laughs> okay, un understood. I won't burn the place down, but I know what you're saying. So so uh, I 
I, 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 we, where the studio is, Capitol Studios, it's in Hollywood. You know, so I said, listen, there's got to be some shops around here that have the, the flickering, you know, fake candles too. So I sent my poor manager, Rebecca, out uh, walking the streets, not in that manner, of course, <laughs> looking for flickering candles. Uh, and she came back with about another 50. So, uh, w- w- you know, we just lay them down, turn the lights out, uh, and then thought that we'd have some place around us for a bit more light. Just use the light of the candle. That was it for the whole thing. Um, and luckily with uh, Capital Studios, they, they had about, you know, 30 mic stands, which we taped the candles onto around the room. But at the end of the day, I mean, I think we did about, again, two or four takes and just cut it together and that was it. And, uh, and when we all saw it, well, you know, the finished thing, we just went, that, you couldn't be more honest or raw with the production than the way we did it, you know. Anyway, again, uh, uh, the response has just been uh, jaw-dropping. Uh, I mean, r- truly jaw-dropping. Uh, so much so that, you know, uh, we, we have to release it as a single. You know, I mean, talk about timing here. I'm trying to release the new, new music, and this thing is getting in the way. Only joking. But <laughs> we have to release it as a single soon. Uh, we're just putting all the pieces together uh, to make it work. Um because, you know, uh, I mean, with everything going to uh, uh, stand up for, for Ukraine and other refugees around the world. Uh, so that that's the idea that we throw it out there. All the money goes to that ASAP because um, uh, it would be stupid not to. So not that that's competing with the other work, in, uh, with the other new work. In fact, I think they're embracing each other. And uh, that's the kind of feeling and response I'm getting. Uh, you know, from the public on looking at all social platforms, I just read through and I'm like, "Wow, okay, this is great. This is great." You know, I, I don't think I've been so widely accepted ever. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy with that for a change. And the great thing is, you know, if I've gone out, you know, out and about, you know, I thought, okay, I might get, it might be weird. I might get bothered again. I'm going to keep the mask on. <laughs> to go shopping uh, in some places I do. But um, uh, funnily enough, uh, uh, people, anybody that has run into me has just said, love the new stuff, love Imagine. And I'm going, that's it. Great. Thank you. Onwards and upwards. That's what I said. So it's been, you know, it's been magical. I have to say it's been magical. Probably for the first time ever. You know, like this. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, 
Take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com slash strategic. That's oracle.com slash strategic. oracle.com slash strategic. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. So well deserved. It's a it's a beautiful thing you're doing, and a beautiful version of of your dad's song, and beautiful new music. I mean, I just the the new record is just so astonishing. I I wanted to ask you. I mean, you mentioned this earlier that you know you're obviously an incredibly accomplished photographer and and filmmaker, both uh, art forms that require a gift for observation. I was wondering if the same applied to uh, to your songwriting. Do you get more inspiration from looking outward or looking inward? Both. Both? I mean, listen, listen, predominantly the, the stuff is written about my experiences, what I've gone through, what I'm going through. But it's, of course, observation of friends and other people that I, I see what they're doing and what they're dealing with and what they're going through. Um, you know, so it, it works both ways. I don't overthink it. I, you know, just if something comes to mind, I'll just run with it and... and and uh, try and make it work as a piece, as a poem, as a song, as a, you know. Uh, I, I, and uh, I, for me, again, for me, it has to mean something. It's uh, And also, with most things I do, you know, I look at it like cooking, because I'm a closet chef. Uh, and, um, you know, it's about adding the right ingredients. For me, uh, at least for a song, um, you know, Whatever you're saying lyrically has to has to the sound and emotion of the track has to the melody has to send that same message. Uh, the song has to say the, the same message. The music has to say the same message. So that if you play the melody or the lyrics or the song independently, they would all give you the same feeling. And when all those three or whatever amount of elements, when all of that comes together. That's when I get goosebumps to go, oh, yes, that feels okay. All right. If I feel that, somebody else has got to feel that. Come on, please. So that's, you know, that's where it's at. That's how I, uh, how I do things. Is there, for you, you're going to hang up on me for asking this question. Is there an element of superstition involved for you? Is there a, a, a time of day that you feel is, is your, your, your time to write or a special instrument that you feel is, I don't want to call it a lucky instrument, but is there, is there some sort of supernatural element to songwriting for you? Um, with everything I do, again, has it has to, number one, it has to be organic. Mm. Can't be a pushed issue creatively. Can't do it. Don't want to do it. Isn't that, it? If I if I try to do that, it it doesn't feel real to me. Uh, and and so, you know, that's why I say that I can go without, uh, you know, writing and recording for months. You know, it just if it doesn't, if it's not doing something for me, and that's why I, that's why I'm happy. I've found so many other outlets because if that's not working for me now, I'm going to go and do that. Um, I need to find one outlet that just says lie on the beach for <laughs> sake for for a month. Don't do anything. Give yourself a bloody rest, will you? That's what I I need. That outlet, like on a plane to an island. That's what I need. With no no strength, at some point I'll get there soon. Uh, would you actually enjoy that, or would you get there and think, okay, all right, I need to I need to work on a book now, or I need to to, to work on a film or something? You know, funnily enough, it's like uh, what I what I do love to do is either get on a mo- motorbike because I'm a biker, have always been since my teens. Um, uh, either that or a convertible, uh, weather permitting, of course. Uh, uh, and I love going for drives. You know, uh, 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 my thing, wherever I go for for a first time, you know, I'll look at a map once and then throw it away and then discover where I am. And I'll just drive. I'll take a camera with me 
It's like uh, a few years ago uh, when I was here and I had an afternoon off and I kept hearing about the Salton Sea, so I just went. Uh, just went for the afternoon, drove there, fell in love with it, had my camera with me. Now I've got a whole collection of Salton Sea images that I absolutely adore. Almost run out of petrol in the Mini in the middle of blackness and was worried that I was going to be taken in the back somewhere, uh, whatever that means. But, you know, fortunately, I found a gas station. Or I'd been running on empty for a long time. So I like risk and challenge uh, sometimes. You know, I don't. I, I, I like again. I like things happening organically. If it's if it's scheduled or it's planned, I'm not really interested. You know. In fact, I get anxious from planned <laughs> and organised things. Really, truly, uh, it's like waking up in the morning. If I if I can't wake up naturally, you're going to get me in a funny mood all day. No alarms. <laughs> oh, I agree. If only. If only. But. Uh, yeah, you know that, it, that's that's the dream when I'm on when I'm on my own working schedule is wake up when you wake up naturally and okay let's go you know I I'm not sure I might be reading more into this than you intended but I loved the the opening track save me especially of uh, of Jude and I thought it was an interesting sentiment given your your previous song and album help yourself I wasn't sure quite how much they were in in conversation with each other or if there was any connection it's all in conversation with each other believe you me um, <laughs> uh, yeah I, I I mean again it's it's all it's all about looking in the mirror and questioning yourself and trying to figure out how do you balance this weird life, this weird existence, this weird world? How do you make it work where you not you don't wake up fearful and full of anxiety every morning? Uh, which is something I've lived with for a long time. I, 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 there was a few years back before COVID that I woke up with pure just fear in my heart for the day and anxiety just uh, you know, just uh, what what's going to be thrown at me today. Um, but all of the questions that I've presented to myself, I think I've, uh, I've found a pathway through that uh, I can't say specifically what those things are, but a lot of it comes down to, and I won't say specific meditation, but it's about, it's about taking a minute out to breathe, you know, <laughs> to really just say, shut it all out somewhere nice and quiet and just breathe, focus on the moment and let it all go and think about the things that are really important and that really matter. And, and when you do that, you realize that the rest really doesn't matter. I mean, it does, but not in the way that it should affect you, you know, that, uh, uh, I mean, obviously we are aware of the world around us and the problems we face and the fact that it seems that, for thousands of years, we haven't learned anything, which that which is staggering, especially now when we have more available means of communication and learning, and we're still bloody idiots. You know, it's unbelievable. Uh, it's mind-boggling. You know, uh, yeah, I'll leave that one at that one. <laughs> How do you quiet your mind though for those times of the day when you're when you're taking a moment to breathe? Because I'm I know I struggle with that, and I'm sure so many other people do as well. The the, the moment that they they should be taking to to take and have a breath, I think, oh well, I could take this moment to actually do all the things that are stressing me out. And and how do you quiet those thoughts and actually have that moment be something that replenishes you? Sometimes it's very difficult. Uh, you know, I mean, one of my resolves was, was again, as I said, getting in the car and going for a drive, putting some music on, looking at some different scenery. Um, that 95% of the time works, but there, there are some times that it just, that anxiety or that fear just doesn't disappear. And I, I, I think, again, as you just mentioned, I think doing stuff, getting the list, out of the way, whatever that list is, uh, whatever it means on a personal or working level or business level, uh, or again, looking in the mirror and just going, okay, all right, okay. Yeah, talking sense into yourself sometimes, you know. Um, but I, I, I think, uh, yeah, I, I 
you know, I think it's not. I, this is why I'm such a doer, is because because if I don't get things done, you know, and they're on the list, it, then it stresses me out. You know, it, ju it just does. It, it's an accumulative thing that can build to to horrific levels. But um, and, you know, this is why I like to call Monday Second Sunday. <laughs> I'm I'm taking that. That's good. Because no question about it, even if I tell everybody to leave me alone, somebody will be in touch with me about work over the weekend. And so, funnily enough, I, I try as much as I can to block out Monday so that it becomes, it really becomes, you know, the world's open and doing stuff, but I, I have time to breathe and do things. And then Tuesday, I'm into it full time. And, it, you know, isn't there this whole new thing, at least the Japanese have been doing it for a long time, you know, and a lot of companies are considering this, is making it a three-, four-day work week because not, not only does this uh, allow you a, a greater amount of rest and breathing and time with your family, living, etc., but, um, you know, it, it, it de-stresses people because, you know, we've, a weekend is a is a speck in the in the moment of time, and all we do is we're working. We're just bloody working nonstop, and then you you know you're, you're supposed to retire at whatever age sixty sixty five that, and then you've got you know a few years left to enjoy what you know you're you're you're, you're falling down you you can't see anything or hear anything anymore. What's that about? No, so. You know, and also they've they've proved that uh, work efficiency is through the roof when people have more time with their friends and family and uh, have moments to enjoy life. So, uh, you know, people are, and then you're determined that you have this time period where you just go for it. And, and I'm kind of borderline that, you know. So um, it, it worked. It's working for me, that's for sure. You know, uh, 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 obviously there are schedule sometimes that you can't change but for the most part you know if i can get a my second sunday i'm going for it you know this either feels like a very appropriate or very inappropriate segue but but do you have <laughs> plans to do you have plans to to tour jude um hey listen i've thought about it for years again um but the thing was i i, I again i said to myself the only way i'll really go out on the road again I, I came up with an idea literally about 20 years ago, a friend of mine and I, um, I, I wanted to do things differently. And uh, so I thought, you know, we're also tied in with the White Feather Foundation. So I thought, okay, uh, performing arts centers, different cities around the world. Uh, I'm not one that likes to go out, you know, repeatedly and just doing that. I don't, I don't have that interest or drive. I'd rather be going to Africa and taking photographs, you know, and seeing new worlds and, and uh, meeting new cultures. Um, so, I, you know, I think we will get around to probably next year. Um, I, there's a few things coming up this year that are like one-offs with charity, with orchestras that, that we're looking at right now. Um, but I do like the idea of doing something in, 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 in uh, again, in, in performing arts theatres with partial or full orchestra, you know, tied in with White Feather Foundation, um, tied in the idea making that we we raise the issues, the biggest issues of the problems in each of the location we play. And we do, uh, the idea is to involve local TV and radio for competitions for the best artwork, the best photography, the best that and the other, and that the, the work uh, that is is sent in is judged and uh, by a, a panel, and that in the foyer of the places and cities that we play is the best of the best of the local art uh, scene, uh, from photography, sculptures to you name it. So, um, uh, 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 and so making the competition through radio, through TV, etc., 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 to to involve all of the uh, local community and make it you know a thing rather than just hello the tour bus rolls in yeah 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 so 
you know, that's that's my idea of doing something a bit more special, uh, a bit more unique and a bit more different and uh, and doing good for the local community at the same time. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. A few years back, you had um, an exhibit of your your I'll call them your family heirlooms in in Liverpool for the the White Feather Foundation. Do you have any plans to to do that in the states? I know there were some complications there. I think. Well, I mean, COVID was a complication. Well, yeah, that that as well. It's a small. <laughs> no, I I you know I I collected a fair amount of, of memorabilia stuff over the last thirty years, predominantly. Uh, dad stuff that was linked to me in a very personal way. And it was more about collecting for, I still have a plan to have a family one day. I'm just haven't found the, the right loony to hang with just yet. Um, but uh, she's out there somewhere. Uh, um, but uh, yeah, no, it was, it was about, uh, you know, heritage and legacy and passing that on to hopefully my kids one day, whenever that happens. Um, but I haven't given up hope. But anyway, so that was what it was all about originally. And then there was a few Beatles items that went, but that's an expensive world. Now, you know, again, people think that I've had a lot of money from the get go, but mum and I, you know, when we, when mum separated, uh, you know, we got a little something, but anyway, it doesn't cover the cost of memorabilia. That's for sure. Um, So, uh, yeah, I, I got a good collection together, and we did tour it a little bit, as you said, in Liverpool, which was great. Uh, probably the best spot for it at that time, uh, uh, ever, really. And then a few other countries, and, and I had plans to bring it out here for a museum, a couple of museums we were talking to, um, and, and, and then, you know, COVID. And uh, a few other issues came into play as well. And uh, I... I 
So this is why the whole NFT thing came out of this. I thought, okay, what's another way of sharing what I have? I can't, I can't tour this stuff, and I hate it being locked up in just a vault, in a bank vault somewhere. What's the point in having it? You know, so, okay, this is another way. It's another artistic platform. You know, with the portion going to White Feather Foundation too, that being the main thrust and crux behind this, because then I can keep working on all the, uh, you know, because we only go through uh, White Feather, we just do don't we, we, we survive through donation from the public. So we don't have any major sponsors, this, that, and the other. It's the people out there, the fans out there, that keep us alive and doing all the good work that we do. So uh, um, yeah, so the NFT thing came along. I think I'll probably do a couple of more uh, tied in with 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 some of the stuff I'm doing now. Who knows what else? Uh, you know, we're just talking. But, um, you know, there are, there are some great, great possibilities out there. And, of course, I, I welcome the idea of being able to, 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 to tour that show, you know, in a couple of cities through the U.S. and around the world. So, uh, you know, it's, it's on the list. It's just I've had my hands full. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes, you have. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you know, we'll, uh, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Oh, the NFTs were so interesting. I mean, you, you have such an incredible collection. I, I loved that that Les Paul with the ruby glued to it and the plaque. I mean, that how cool is that? That was I mean, amazing. I mean, hadn't seen, I hadn't seen that for like 20 years because it was in a bloody vault, you know, just keeping safe. I didn't want to keep it at home because then who knows what can happen. And, and uh, but yeah, and I, I like, I, and the, the thing with the NFTs, I did want to make it different from anybody else's. I thought, okay, well, you can't just have a picture just spinning around. What the hell is that? Uh, I wouldn't want that. Um, so I thought, okay, what would I want? Okay, how about a bit of the background story, right? You know, not only, uh, you know, just write a piece about what it means, where it came from, what the link is uh, to me, uh, and let me read it. And uh, so that's where they took on a whole new platform for me, a whole new idea is making it far more interesting uh, for me as far as NFTs go is having that one-off vocal experience on each of the items. Um, but uh, but also, you know, tying in white feather in such a way that, uh, that uh, as long as that was uh, perpetually, you know, uh, making money from sale or resale or whatever, white feather would survive, you know, which is partly what it's all about. This is an unfair question, but is there is there a favorite of yours in your in your collection? Of, is there one piece that that means uh, means the most to you, or just is is your favorite for any other reason? I mean, I loved all the guitars because I used to play them, you know, uh, 20, 30, 40, forty years ago. <laughs> um, uh, but I, I probably the Afghan coat because uh, it fits yeah. me. Uh, not that cool. I would. Yeah, I want a picture of that. Maybe. All right. We'll see about that one. Uh, I, I make a yes. Jordan wants a picture of me in the Afghan coat with clothes on underneath. Um, so, uh, yeah, but because there are, you know, there are pictures of me sitting with dad, you know, with the Afghan coat on the back of the chair, you know, from uh, Magical Mystery Tour and, uh, you know, all of that stuff, and they are. I think. What did he wear it in there? I'm the war. I'm not sure. I think he did. But anyway, all that kind of, uh, yeah. So that one's quite special because you see him wear it a lot uh, throughout certain uh, films and pictures over the period that time period. I I read. I don't know if this is true. That um, your your picture of Lucy uh, in the sky with diamonds is owned by. Uh, Dave Gilmore, is that is that true? Do you know where that's at? I don't know where that's at. Oh yeah, I know where that's at. <laughs> I know where that's at. Yeah, I asked him for it back. Um, I, to be honest with you, uh, yeah, and I've said this to Mum. I said, "Is it?" And she went, "I don't think so." I went, "Hmm, okay," because I I don't remember specifically what that drawing was. Uh, I thought personally, I thought it was a different one, uh, another one. Um, but 
Yeah, I was how old? So I have no idea. We'll get a, a rock, and, rock and roll Indiana Jones going in on this case. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Good luck. <laughs> I, I had heard that, that you seem poised to pursue a, a theater track. I mean, you would offer to, were offered a scholarship to uh, a Shakespeare repertory theater. When, when did music overtake the urge to, to be in theater for you? I, yeah, it was probably in the same, uh, literally in the same time frame, because at the, uh, at the school that I used to go to in the Wirral, which is you know, 20 minutes away from Liverpool, where I used to live with my mum and my grandmother. Um, at the end of each year, uh, you'd do a performance. You know, there'd be a performance of some sort. One part of it was theatre or, or any artistic creativity that you kind of come up with. And uh, so I, my best friend, Justin Clayton, again, had been taking uh, 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 guitar lessons from our, our, our gym teacher, who was a rock and roller, he's still around, Mr. Wynn. Uh, and he, uh, he had a, you know, greaseback DA hair, <laughs> you know, walking around school like that. And we're going, and then uh, on the break, school breaks, you know, between uh, lessons or if you didn't have it, he would teach people, you know, rock and roll on, on acoustic guitar. That's um, cool. I mean, uh, I mean, I, I have to admit, Puff the Magic Dragon was the first song we learned, but... But it it did move quickly into you know uh, 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 actually a lot of Chuck Berry tracks, uh, Roll Over Beethoven, and uh, uh, well the list goes on, um, uh, and uh, and quite a few other rock and rollers. And so we got to a point where there was a few of us that we said let's that happen. And uh, I, th- <laughs> I think we were thirteen or fourteen. And it was the same time at the end of the year, I was in a play, one of the plays at school. And we were also performing at the first time, for the first time ever. And uh, so, you know, um, I think I sang a couple of songs. Justin sang a couple of songs. Uh, yeah, it was a real rough, rough and ready little band for 13, 14 year olds. But um, once you get that, like most musicians say, that that feedback, instantaneous feedback uh, from the audience, you know, cheering and clapping and all that, after a three and a half minute song, you just go, why do anything else? <laughs> so, so that was it. That was that was literally it. Why do anything else? That, this is fun. You know, that was it. I feel like for for anyone who, who really loves music, there's a, a crucial moment when they when they discover songs for themselves. It's not something that they heard through their parents or somebody else. There's a a band that they like that that's theirs. That's you know really feels personal. Who, who was that for you? I know you've, you've talked about Keith Jarrett and Steely Dan. Like who were some other people that really like made you fall in love with music and something that was really belonged to you? Well, I I mean I you know in the earlier in teen years I was very much a rocker I, you know I, my my bands at that time were were I mean the Beatles were in there somewhere but predominantly um, uh, I was listening in my youth my early leather jacket biking youth were you know ACDC that was the first band with Bon Scott so that, that's the first band I ever went to see what and, yeah yeah nice so, yeah, yeah. I, 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 you could smoke in theatres, and I was a heavy smoker e- even at sixteen. Uh, and uh, and uh, I'm clean as a whistle now. But uh, yeah, bon, um, brain dead. Okay, uh, Angus was sitting on Bond Scott's shoulders. You know, while Angus is soloing around the aisles. I remember running out and touching. You know, because that's what you did. You touched your hero, uh, touching Bon Scott and Angus with my cigarette hand, of course, and then that being knocked into me and burning me. So that was great. I have a very vivid memory of that. Uh, the other uh, band that, that was an early one for me was Rush. Um, oh. I, I loved Rush because of their their insane chord changes and melodies and melodies. And uh, I mean, they're playing alone. I mean, Neil Peart was just like, you know, uh, I, I mean, the, the, they were all amazing. And I, you know, the very serious um, uh, 
uh, exams that you have to do in England were your O levels and then your A levels. On the night of my O levels, I was at Rush. At the Rush concert. <laughs> yes. And then, uh, then don't kids don't do this at home. And then turned up at school going, what are we doing today? <laughs> Hence uh, why I have so many qualifications. Um, what tour was it? Permanent Waves tour? What tour was it? You, you know, whatever, whenever I was 17, I couldn't even tell you at this point, but I was one of the first there. I was right up oh. against the chain link fence, you know, uh, on the, to the left side of the front of the stage. And, uh, yeah, then climbed back in the window, you know, at, in the middle of the night, to, uh, yeah, without being caught. I don't even think mum knew about that. <laughs> Some things are not meant to be talked about. Uh, so, yeah, uh, but aside from that, yeah, I, I mean, I really did get stuck in, well, Led Zepp used to be an absolute favourite. Um, I mean, Ronnie James Dio, uh, Black Sabbath, you know, the list goes on. Uh, and uh, But then, you know, with the likes of Rush really taking me on a slightly different journey than hearing stuff like Keith Jarrett and the Clone Concert, I just went, because I started at that time, mum, mum bought me a piano for my, I think, 16th birthday, 16th or 17th. And uh, I used to compose these 20 minute long instrumental pieces just by ear. And then, you know, I heard about Keith Jarrett and I went, oh, God, there are guys that do that. But obviously, uh, I thought at that time that if I wanted a career in music, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to be a, 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 a a jazz classical player like him, an improv player. Although I could have become that if I would have pushed that. But I thought, yeah, you know, I I, I want to try writing song songs. So it was, it was because I used to write these long pieces, the idea of editing that down to three to five minutes <laughs> was a bit of a nightmare. So it was, a, it was a self-taught learning process of how to chop those kind of chords into songs like this. And that's why I've always looked for the unexpected chord to move to next and or melody. I mean, there is some semblance of regularity in rock and roll that you can only have so many chords. But I do try and like, write, in, try to write interesting passing chords or melodies that are not the norm. Because uh, the moment I hear something in what I'm writing that sounds anything like anybody else's, I've got to move away from that immediately uh, uh yeah okay uh, obviously there are sometimes you just can't avoid that but i try my best to but yeah clone concert keith jarrett steely dan again melody 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 music uh, uh just presence they're playing their technique the uh, uh, uh and again I, I, not that i've mentioned this too often before but actually um you know, people say, yeah, come over and jam. No, no I'm not coming over and jamming. Um, I, I can barely remember not my name or the three or four chords of Stand By Me. I, here's, here's the reason why, is because I'm not a practicing musician. You know, I, my sole purpose in life is not to be a musician. There are too many other creative outlets that I love. So... The thing is, so I don't sit there playing every day at all. I sit there to discover and write songs that I play by ear, and I don't know what I'm doing half the time. And I had this one occasion where I had this complex 20-minute piece, and Herbie Hancock came to the house. And, and I said, will you do, play this piece professionally? He said, what is that chord? I'm going, I don't know. <laughs> I said, how come you don't know what it is? Motherfucking jazz master, excuse my French. You know, you're the master on anyway. Major seven, flat nine with a thing in the bass. And... The hell's that? No, I don't know what that is. I don't want to know what that is because if I knew, then it wouldn't be a mystery to me, and I ah. like mystery. Um, so, so he said, Jules, you have to learn to read and write music so you can translate between your musical partners. I said, don't worry, I'm not going to do that because then I would know what I'm doing, and I don't want to know what I'm doing. That's about. That's, I think I've done the same thing with every creative outlet that I've gone into. Not a frigging clue. That's why I have imposter, uh, what's the imposter syndrome? You have imposter, why, how? For all you've accomplished and achieved. 
but you know, I, this is why I'm, you know, it's, what do you call it? An overachiever? Not, uh, um, but it's part of that. Yeah. I feel like I don't, you know, this is why I'm trying to find my way and I do all this stuff. It's because I don't know, you know, who knows? Um, so, yeah, so I, I, I can't, you know, just be given a guitar and told to play a song. Can't do it. It's never appealed to me to, to do that. I don't know why. I, I'm a little jealous of real players. But I just am too busy with all the other crap that's going on in my head. Um, and, uh, you know, people think, oh, you're such a diva. No, I just, literally, I can't remember my own bloody lyrics, for Christ's sake. <laughs> um, if, uh, I'm not, and I'm not joking, if I have to go and play a show, or I have to go and rehearse, I don't know what chords I'm playing, I don't know what the lyrics are again, I have to rehearse like anybody learning the song for the very first time. I have to do that. So when, when, when the idea of playing live, going on tour is an idea, that's a very big consideration for me. It's because it's not just getting up there and doing it. I've got to relearn every song I ever wrote, and you know, in every way. So it's just it's it's a big thing for me to do that, because again, I'm one of these people that I I do something, write, record that, put it away, put it out. Next, I'm on to the next thing. I don't want to be there anymore. I'm over there already. You know. So that's that's who I am and where my head is at. I, I don't want to stay still for a second. I might miss something, you know, onwards. That's, that's really me. That's it in a nutshell. Nutshell. <laughs> well, that is, I think, a beautiful note to end on. I want to let, let you get to, your, get to the next thing that you need to move on to. But, Jules, thank you so much for your time today. And most importantly, thank you for your music. I've been a huge fan oh, for so pleasure. long. It is such an honor my to speak real, to you. Thank my you. real pleasure. I hope to see you in person one day. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Inside the Studio, a production of iHeartRadio. For more episodes of Inside the Studio or other fantastic shows, check out the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.